This is the Mark Stucheski Podcast. What to do and not to do when you can't sleep. Hello, everybody. Welcome to another episode of the Mark Stucheski Podcast. I'm your host, Mark Stucheski. Glad you're here. Hey, before we get started on the topic of sleep, let me invite you to go get my top five productivity tips. Are you ready for this URL? It's going to blow your mind. It's so creative. Top5ProductivityTips.com. The number five, Top5ProductivityTips.com. I will tell you, I over-delivered. I hope it's okay if I over-delivered and gave you more than five tips. Just head on over to Top5ProductivityTips.com and get your tips, my tips, for you absolutely free. So let's talk about sleep. So it happens about once or twice a week. And I, before I start everything, I got to tell you, my bedtime routine is I'm in bed seven nights a week between 9 and 9.30, and I'm up seven night, seven days a week at 6 a.m. You've got to understand the context before I get started. But every once in a while, well, I wish it was a little like a little, every once in a while, but it's a little more frequently, I will either have trouble falling asleep or... I will fall asleep pretty quickly only to wake up three, four hours later, use the restroom and can't go back to sleep. As a matter of fact, this episode was because that happened. I slept for three or four hours. I couldn't go back to sleep and said, hmm, there's an episode here for the podcast. And so I, without my glasses on, got a piece of paper and a pen and chicken scratch, some notes because I probably wouldn't remember in the morning, and that is the reason why this episode is here. Now, I will be 57 on June 21st of 2022. I don't know when you're listening or watching this to put it in the context. Remember, my con- remember, I go to bed between 9 and 9.30 every night, seven nights a week, weekends, holidays, vacations, and I'm up seven days a week at 6 a.m., vacations, holidays, every day. Now, the only exception, the only exception is if I'm not feeling well. I listen to my body, and if my body needs more sleep because I'm sick, I do, I don't wake up at six. But here's the thing. I've been getting up at six o'clock for so long, I don't even need an alarm. I just wake up 5.30, 6 o'clock, and I'm ready to go for the day. So let me tell you my bedtime routine. Now, a lot of people talk about a morning routine. Very few people talk about a bedtime routine, and even fewer have a bedtime routine. Number one, if I'm having caffeine on a particular day, I cut it off at least six hours before bed. So remember I told you I usually go to bed between 9 and 9.30, which means no later than 3 o'clock in the afternoon, usually 2.30 or 2 o'clock, I'm done with caffeine. Caffeine has a half-life. Are you ready for this? Did you know this? Caffeine has a half-life of six hours. That's the half-life. So if you have caffeine, have it earlier in the day. I also take a magnesium supplement. I take two tablets or two capsules, technically, around lunchtime and another one about two hours before I go to bed. Um, around 8, 8.15-ish, I will do my darndest to stop watching all screens, especially the television, but also my iPhone because it's not just the blue light, it's the simulation you get from flicking from page to page or playing a game or watching a movie or watching a video. So I cut that off 
I'm not always perfect, but more often than not, I will cut that off between 8 and 8.30. Now, I will also take a warm slash hottest shower, which means it's steamy in the bathroom. There's something about when you take a warm bath or a warm shower before you go to bed that gets the body prepped for bed. I keep the temperature in my room, well, my whole house actually, to 69 degrees. I'm sure the power company doesn't like this. They're probably going, who's got their AC running all night long? Studies have shown that you sleep better when it's cool and your room has to be very dark. Now, going along with this, I've got fans going in my room because I can't have the air not moving around. Even though it's 69 degrees in my house, I got to have the air moving. So I got the ceiling fan on. I got an oscillating fan on. And even during the wintertime, I live in Houston, Texas, even in the wintertime when it's like 40 degrees outside, because it does get cold here in Houston for about six weeks, I will still have the fans on. I got to have air moving around. It's just the way I run. It's the way I work. It's the way I'm built. Okay, I got to have the air moving around. I will write in my journal, usually gratitude, how the day went, any thoughts, get those on paper. And then I read a print book. Now, I used to just say I read a print book and left it at that. But it's very important that you understand that what you read matters. So maybe not read stuff that's going to get you angry it's going to get you excited. It's going to scare you because you're going to carry that into your sleep. We don't want that. So sometimes I'll read a fictional novel. Sometimes I'll read a book that's really light on my brain waves. It, it, it'll fill me. It'll make me feel good, but I don't do a lot of thinking. It's really important. Now, I've been working on this routine for several years, but it does fail me from time to time. Well, actually, the routine doesn't fail me. I fail. Myself. Now, here's something I want to share with you that I didn't do. When you have trouble sleeping, whether that's falling asleep or you wake up in the middle of the night and can't go back to sleep, document it because you're not going to remember the next morning, a week later. You're like, why am I not sleeping too good? Write it down. And then as you're writing down, hey, I didn't sleep well tonight. Think about what happened during the day. Did I fight with my spouse? Did I fight with my kids? Did something new happen? Like for me, if I go someplace, even if I go to my parents' house and sleep in the spare bedroom of my mom and dad's house, not the house I grew up in, but where they live now, I don't sleep very good for the first night or two. My body's like, um, what's happening right now? Where are we? What's going on? Okay. It's very important that you understand when you don't sleep, document it for your own good. So you can go, hmm, you know what? I tried this new exercise routine, and every time I do it, I don't sleep well. Then you can start putting the pieces together. I don't do this. Matter of fact, I didn't even think about it until I just said it here on the show. So document when you can't sleep. How do you feel? Are you stressed? Are you worried about something? You're thinking about something. You got a big project coming up. Think about it. Write it down so that way you have it captured. I do three things wrong. When I have trouble sleeping, I'm working really hard to correct this. Number one, I wear my Apple watch to bed. I track my sleep. And when I go to sleep, I have my Apple watch set to go all black. So I have my normally during the day, my watch is always on. That's one of the settings I have activated. When I go to sleep, the watch is completely black to get the time you tap the screen. 
if I have trouble either falling asleep or going back to sleep and I tap my watch and I see what time it is and I know I went to bed at 9.15, now it's 10 o'clock, tap, 10.30, tap, 11 o'clock. Now I'm getting anxiety. Now I'm starting to get worried. I will never go to sleep. I'll never fall asleep. I'm going to die. I'm not going to die. Okay. You're not going to die. Your body will eventually go to sleep. There's been times when I didn't fall asleep until two o'clock. Incidentally, remember when I told you I get up at six o'clock, seven days a week, unless I'm ill. If I go to sleep at six, at two, I still get up at six o'clock. Do I set an alarm? No. I don't have my alarm set on my Apple Watch. My body's conditioned to get up between 5.30 and 6 o'clock in the morning. So if I fall asleep at 3, I'm still waking up at 6. Guess what? Unless you have a sleep disorder, your body will adjust. Your body will catch up. Yeah, you'll be dragging that day and probably for the day after. But your body will catch up. Don't stress. The other thing is, not only do I get stressed and anxiety when I look at the time, and it keeps getting later and later, and I'm doing the math in my head, but I allow other anxiety to enter in. Oh, I got this major presentation to do. I've got to go meet this person. I've got to go to the airport. We have to leave uh, to go on vacation. And so that anxiety feeds the other anxiety, and I become a real wreck. And then the third thing is I toss and turn. And I've learned that when I'm tossing and turning, I do it for maybe a couple minutes. If I'm not falling back asleep, I get out of bed, I have a nightstand next to my bed with a yellow 40-watt bulb. It can't be the sunlight bulb. It's got to be the yellow light bulb. And I just read or I'll write a journal. Maybe I got inspired for a blog post like this episode came because I couldn't sleep one night. And I'll just do that, no electronics, until I'm tired and I go back to sleep. You will fall back asleep, I promise you. Now, I want to talk to you a little bit about tracking your sleep. Now, I mentioned I use my Apple Watch. I use an app called Sleep Watch. There's Sleep Cycle and there's Auto Sleep. I like Sleep Watch and Auto Sleep because they're automatic. It no- Somehow it knows when you're sleeping. You need to know and you have the technology now to know when you are sleeping and when you're not. So, Track your sleep. You don't have to have an Apple Watch. A lot of these sleep watch, sleep apps, you can use the microphone of your phone, which is pretty cool actually, to monitor when you're sleeping. I guess it sends some kind of waves out and something like that. Note, if you use your phone to track your sleep, make sure it's plugged in. I can tell you from firsthand experience, if you don't plug it in, do you know what's going to happen? You're going to wake up and your phone is going to be D-E-A-D, dead. So leave it plugged in. But you need to prioritize sleep because when you get quality sleep and the experts say seven, nine hours, how many nights? Seven nights a week. So don't think you can get away with going to bed reasonably Sunday through Thursday, getting up reasonably Monday through Friday, and then stay up until four o'clock in the morning on Friday night, and then sleep until two o'clock in the afternoon on Saturday, and then repeat it on Sunday, and then think you're going to be good going to bed early on Sunday to get up early on Monday morning. Your body likes a rhythm. It wants to go to bed around the same time every night, every night and get up at the same time every morning. A good sign if you're getting enough sleep is if you can wake up consistently at the same time. That's a good rule of thumb. 
So I hope that this episode encouraged you to take your sleep more seriously if you're not. Or maybe if you are, but you said, hey, I learned something. That's what the goal of this podcast is. And I really am on a mission to help as many people as I can to be more productive. And the way to be more productive is to get quality sleep. And don't forget to head on over to my website to get my gift to you, my top five productivity tips. It's actually more than five but I didn't want to call it more than top five productivitytips.com. That's a mouthful. So just go to top five productivitytips.com. That's the number five top five productivitytips.com to get my gift to you. I thank you so much for your time and attention. And I really hope that this episode helped you become more conscious about making sleep a priority.